Good morning and welcome to Be Better Podcast episode 11.2. And it's 11.2 because Tom and I actually recorded 11.1 earlier in the week, but something happened with the audio file when Tom uploaded it, it was all messed up. So uh, we are going to try again with just me because Tom's on his way to compete in Texas right now. Him and Cam got to the airport at like 2 o'clock in the morning for a 5 a.m. flight because you have to get there three hours early. When you're flying first thing in the morning, uh, traffic is just oof, rough. Uh, but here we are. So as we said, though, the format doesn't always have to be Tom and, and myself. It could just be me or Tom or a variety of different ways that we can do it. The goal is just keep putting out a podcast, talking about ways that we can all be better. Um, and we are brought to you by SubZeroPlunge.com. Use code BBETTER at checkout. It'll save you $250. Um, it is a cold plunge company that is really revolutionizing the idea of a cold plunge. Instead of just having a trash can, it's like what we used to do in, in high school, Texas football, we have a big trash can, you just fill it up and jump in. Um, you have a really nice uh, tub that's set up. It actually has a uh, filter that comes with it. You can control the temperature from your phone, continuously keeps the water cold. Um, you can adjust the temperature within a range of degree. Um, so if you want it literally as cold as possible, you can keep it there. If you just want it cold, you can keep it there. And it also keeps the water clean for months as long as you don't get in, you know, super nasty after running 10 miles in 95 degree heat and 100% humidity. You know, so that's on you if you do that. But um, it's an incredible product. It's an easy way to cold plunge. Um, it's the most sustainable way to cold plunge. You cannot have enough ice in your house to regularly do a cold plunge indoors. That your house temperature will just keep heating the water up. You're going to spend a ton of money on ice. Um, or even if you have an ice maker, it's going to take you hours to get that tub to the right temperature. Um, if you're going to regularly cold plunge, this is the way to do it. So please go check it out, subzeroplunge.com. Um, since it is 5 in the morning and we recorded the other podcast uh, earlier in the week at 4 in the morning, uh, we're just going to keep going on the idea of mornings and how important that time is. And something Tom and I spoke about earlier in the week is, you know, if you can get up an hour or two early compared to whatever time you normally get up, how much time during the week um, that actually gives you, right? If it's just an hour early, that's at least five hours a week that you're getting. If you get up an hour and a half early, two hours early, you're going to get anywhere between eight to 10 extra hours a week. And that's just saying Monday through Friday, not even counting weekends. So you can actually get a full day of work done in your same week by just sacrificing an hour or an hour and a half of sleep. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't sleep. You should still try to get um, you know six to eight hours depending on you and your body and what works for you. Um, what you're actually sacrificing is the discipline to go to bed. Um, not even early necessarily, but just a little bit earlier than maybe you normally would. If you can go to bed at nine and wake up at four, I mean, you got seven hours of sleep. The hard part is for people just going to bed at night because you know they want to stay up and watch a show or they want to stay up and watch sports. And again, nothing wrong inherently with that. Maybe your time is 10 and you get up at five. Um, the point is, is, is you have to be disciplined about getting to bed on time because the payoff is you're able to get up with a clear mind and you're able to get to work. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> Sorry for the pun. But it takes time to develop that consistency. Your body is so regulated by circadian rhythm, hormone cycles. And there's this whole cascade of hormones that happen when you go to sleep and the same thing when you wake up in the morning. 
And you hear a lot of these um, kind of optimization podcasts talk about, you know, go outside, see the sun when you wake up. You know, don't just lay there. Don't get on your phone. Get up and do something because it just helps that cascade of hormones regulate that actually wake you up and make you alert. Now, clearly, if you're getting up at four in the morning, there's never going to be sun outside. Um, But the idea of being consistent and letting your body get into a rhythm where it can actually ebb your hormones up and back down so that you can sleep well and you can actually get up and feel rested. But again, that doesn't happen in one night of sleep. It takes, I don't know, at least probably 10 days, maybe a little bit longer. So the first few days are always going to be difficult. That's in any new thing you do. You start working out for the first time, you try to learn a new skill. The first few days are always going to be tough, but then you start to gain a little bit of momentum as your body becomes regulated with the familiarity of what you're doing. And then by way, you know, week two, somewhere in there, you're like, oh, well, this actually isn't so bad. And you keep going with that. It just becomes habit. And so think about what did, would you want to get done that you haven't had time to do? What do you want to devote to and improve on that you haven't had time to do? And just by giving yourself that extra hour, hour and a half, it can literally be life-changing. If you have a side business that you want to work on, get up an hour early and work on it. You have a hobby you want to work on. I want to play guitar. I want to, you know, I want to learn how to code and write apps. Whatever it is that you want to do, get up an hour, hour and a half early every day during the week and work on it. If you want to, um, you know, even just work out. The number one thing that people say about working out is they don't feel like they have enough time. It's a perceived lack of time. And perceived is the operative word there because, you know, we all have the same amount of time in the day. But if you can sacrifice that little bit of going to bed early to get that extra hour, hour and a half early in the morning, you can literally do five days a week of working out, not changing your schedule at all, and still have your weekends free. So the key is, are you disciplined enough? Are you willing to cultivate that discipline to get to a place where you can consistently get up early and be effective. Remember, if you're going to bed at midnight, one, two, and you're trying to get up at four, five, or six, it's gonna be really difficult to be effective. So turn your phone off, turn your TV off, put your kids to bed, and shoot. A lot of times I'll put my kids to bed and I'll just go straight to my room and go to sleep as well. Uh, now my wife's a little bit more of a night owl. She likes to get stuff done at night when everybody's you know down. Um, so there's, again, nothing wrong with that either. Whatever your schedule is, Just make sure that you're getting a good seven hours of sleep and you're getting up early enough for whatever your schedule is that you can um, take advantage of that extra time. Nobody's bothering you. Nobody's calling you. You know, right now I'm doing this podcast, um, filming it through my iPhone, and I'm not even worried about the podcast interrupting because no one's calling me at five in the morning. (laughs) Anyone who knows me knows that I'm either working or working out normally at this time. No one's calling me, uh, you know, no spam calls. Lawn services, Sirius XM, you know, nobody like that is trying to get in touch with me right now. So just take that time, make sure that you're worth it, that you're, what you're working on is worth it. And what I mean by make sure is like take the mental energy and space to put that value on yourself. Because what happens a lot of times is we get to this situation where we think that, oh, this other thing is worth it. You know, my job is, is more worth it. Um, or even sometimes you can say, oh, my family is, is more worth it for me not to, to get up early, to sleep in a little bit so that I can be better for them. And I think that that is the right heart in the approach, but I think it can be a really flawed approach because ultimately you can't give what you don't physically have. So if you don't have, um, energy, if you don't have endurance, if you don't have stamina, if you don't have health, then what are you going to give to your job or your family? You're going to give them uh honestly a, a less 
lesser version of yourself, a lesser, a lesser potential version of who you can be. Because if you're not in good shape, you're not going to feel good. So let's say your kids get home and you've got all your work done for the day. You know, you slept in. So you're like, okay, I feel rested. And like, hey, dad, I want to go outside and play soccer. And, you know, my girls play soccer. Well, if I'm not in shape, I can't go out and run around and chase after my kids. And then I'm not playing with them anyways. Right. So I might as well have gotten up early and gotten that workout in. And maybe I'm a little tired later in the day, but at least I can actually keep up with them. And if you continue to get on your sleep pattern to really work on that, you won't even be tired later in the day. So you have to make sure that you're not using real valid things in your life, family, you know, work, things that are important as an excuse to be lazy or to be less disciplined for yourself. We're the king. Human mind is the king of taking things and switching them around to make it fit the narrative that we want that's acceptable to us. And a lot of times our brain will naturally pick those things that are highly valuable because it's an easier pill to swallow as we're kind of talking ourselves out of whatever it is that we're trying to do. So when I say make sure that you're worth it, I mean you take the time to literally check in mentally with yourself and say, hey, you know, I am worth taking this time to get in shape. Who I am as a person, what I can give to the world, it's worth being a better version of myself so that I can give more of that. Um, you matter. <laughs> um, you know, being a better version of yourself matters. And if we all took that approach, it's kind of a utopian you know, point of view, but I really do believe that the world would be a better place. And the world isn't, you know, every single um, parcel of land that you can imagine across the globe. I think, you know, when we talk about the world, you have to bring it down to, is your world a better place? Is your family a better place? Um, you know, is your workplace a better place? Is your home a better place? Is your friendship circle a better place because of the things that you're doing and the things that you're adding to it? And are those people around you also working with you on getting better and continuing to improve? Uh, you've always heard that old adage of like, you know, you can, you're the, the sum of your closest group of friends. And I think there's so much truth in that as well. You know, if I had a group of friends that all they wanted to do was, uh, you know, stay up late and go out and, and whatever, then they'd look at me weird when I'm like, hey, let's podcast at 4 a.m. or let's work out at 5 a.m. We would never see each other. It would never work like that. So you have to make sure that your friendship circle is reflective of where you want to be in life. It doesn't mean you can't be friends with people who aren't lined up with you exactly goal for goal. It just means that you have to make choices. And your choices ultimately always have a consequence to them. And, you know, if majority of the time I'm going to choose people and I'm going to choose things that are really helpful for me, my life, my goals and what my family's trying to do. And when your friends uh, also have similar mindsets, goals, uh, family values, etc., then your life can actually be synergistic and it can flow well. When you have a lot of people in your life that are outside of that, it just creates a lot of friction. It creates a lot of issues. It creates a lot of problems and a lot of stress that you honestly just don't need. So there's no reason, uh, like I said, like shun anyone, but just be mindful of how you're spending your time, who you're spending it with and purposefully choose those things. Don't let life happen to you. You happen to life. Thanks for joining in a little bit shorter one this week. Uh, but again, want to make sure that we keep getting something out there. If this is helpful for you, um, if you're enjoying it, uh, it always helps to give us a rating, whether it's, you know, Spotify, uh, Apple, however you're listening to this, um, you know, YouTube, it always helps to share. Um, you know, I always say like for small businesses, 
like like ours, you can share it with a few people. You know, if everyone who listens to this shares it with a few people, we have like, you know, I don't know, 500 to 1,000 new people who just found us. Um, big businesses, you know, they don't really need <laughs> help marketing. Uh, they have the budget for that. But uh, smaller businesses like us, it's always super helpful. So if this is something that you enjoy, you know, please pass it on. Uh, our goal is to ultimately do something that we love, um, do something that we're passionate about, you know, and help people. And uh, we want to keep doing this as long as we possibly can. We want to keep uh, chasing after our goals and our dreams. We want to keep supporting our families and we want you to do the same. So thanks for joining in. Be better.